Do we have to do a podcast this week? You're not feeling it? Two brothers. One podcast. It's Smackmouth Fantasy Football. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's me. And welcome in. Uh, it's me, your host, uh, your commissioner, and well, the 0 one GM of the warmest regards after week one. Also the one and O GM. Your uh, co-commissioner, Connor. Yep, I'm also joined by the co-commissioner. He keeps yapping, even though it's my depressing intro. The GM of, uh, what's your new team name? The Triple A. Triple A. Connor. Connor, how are how are you feeling on this Wednesday evening? I am feeling just great. Got got a good win. Looking forward to next week facing another one no team. Little teaser for in the future. Um, how about you? you? You feeling good about your dynasty team that you're going to have for the next ten years? I have um, been regretting many decisions that I made over the summer this week. What I What is did... your top regret? That's what I want to know. Um, I think I'm in too many leagues. I <laughs> I did not enjoy week one. I just didn't do it. I mean, I just felt overwhelmed trying to keep up with everything. Um, I think going forward, I need to just focus on like three leagues and maybe four and then just check the rest later, like not worry about it. Um, For those of you that didn't catch the memo, I, your great commissioner and host, was two and six in week one. Now, just eight non-best ball leagues. Just for the for the people. Um, just because you're you suck at fantasy football doesn't mean you're still not a great commissioner. Am I right? I mean, you're you're supposed to tell me it's only one week. You're not oh, supposed to uh, kick me while I'm down. It's only one week. I mean, I was five and three, but it's okay. As they say, it's only like five percent of the way through the season. There's still 5. time. Six something. There's still time. Yeah. Anyways, don't, don't fully tilt. Yeah, I'll I'll try I'll try to get over it to uh, get through this podcast. Um, I, I owe it to the people, and I owe it and to I'll, my team we'll because try and rub it in. Uh, because they suck, and I need to tell them how bad they suck. Tonight, we do have a week one review of all the games and matchups. Not all the NFL games, but all the matchups in our league, Dynasty League. We have league news where we will go over waiver wire ads. We would go over trades in that area if we had any trades, but we don't. Then we will have a week two breakdown and look at the upcoming week. And we'll close out with the traditional dad jokes. Even though we may not have judges, I guess we can discuss if we want to post a poll at the end of the episode. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Not feeling confident about that either. We're not feeling confident about anything these days. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down for another win on my end. Um, before we get to um, 
uh, week one review, just a little life update. I, I coached my first T-ball game on Monday. And uh, again, another decision I'm regretting. So uh, let's get into week one review. Connor, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, let me find my first. Yeah, I'll go first for sure. Weekly review. Okay, so uh, going into it, this is one of the closest uh, closest projections on the week. Uh, myself, AAA, and uh, Katrina, the GM of Soldier Fields, was projected at 184.31 to 184.01. The final score was 169.26 for the AAAs and 150.10 for Katrina. So for Katrina, Sean, as you can see, uh, Nick Chubb got the RB5 on the week. Derek Carr got the QB10, which is – that would be a big surprise. Uh, yeah, what do you have, like 50-something, 58 attempts or 50-something attempts? <laughs> it was something crazy. He had uh, 56 attempts, 435 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So, but still QB 10, the only problem is whenever you're leaning on, on Derek Carr for, to carry your team, that's not going to get you very far. So Katrina, Katrina's man crush, Gronk, was not a big enough crush to put him in the starting lineup over Gasicki, who put up a big old goose egg. Mm, Goose. Um, So we'll, we'll see about that. And then. Uh, the goose egg was only 0.6 points less than Brandon Ayuk gave her. At least she got some points so, out of Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> we'll get to that in the next podcast. Um, and then, so question, are you worried about uh, Zeke and Ayuk, or is it just kind of match? I would, for me, I'd be more, more worried about Ayuk than uh, Zeke. Oh, I would like to also make a correction. Don't want to have any bat- wrong facts in here. There must have been a stat correction. She got uh, 0.7 points for Ayuk, not 0.6 whenever I was I was creating this on the docs. So um, she anticipated being the worst manager award, <laughs> saying Soldier Fields is quote-unquote lost at the moment. However, her fiancé ended up bringing home that title. Yep. Uh, for Battle the of the manager. households. We'll, we'll get we'll get into that, but are you worried? Would you be worried about Zeke or or Ayuk? I'm not worried about Zeke. The stuff coming out of San Francisco about Ayuk is really confusing. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how okay. you can be a quote unquote professional as a rookie and dominate when you're playing, and then all of a sudden you're not a professional anymore, and your coach doubts your, I guess, ability to be a man. I don't know. Seems weird. Yeah, that's it's a little tough. Um, and then they say something about his hamstring too. But anyways, the winners of this matchup. Part. The winners of this matchup, the Triple A's, overcame a tragic loss. We had a quarterback go down with negative point ah, two eight points. I mean, his hip like popped out of socket. That ain't no joke. Um, I I was really sad about this, and it would have really just kind of kicked me when I was down if I ended up losing as well. Um, but Cooper started out strong for me on Thursday night. Uh, the trade that you said there weren't any trades this week, there were. Uh, 
the trade where I got Cooks and Robinson. Cooks really helped up my team with the flex. And then Robinson kind of counteracted that with only giving me seven points. Worried about that production, but don't worry. We can talk about that later. Brandon Cooks ended up with 21.2 fancy points and didn't even score a touchdown. Um, and then, like I mentioned, my, the other part of the trade, which we'll talk about later, Robinson only had seven. But overall, I feel like it was a pretty good week from the triple the A's um, not being biased. There's a couple, couple stars that didn't do what they're supposed to do. But thankfully, uh, um, Cooper and, and my two Joes really helped pull, pull it all out. Good matchup for you this week. You uh, definitely you know, overcame some hurdles there with Fitz uh, Patrick. Uh, Want to hear? A, I heard I heard a very minor conspiracy theory about Fitz Tragic today. Want to hear it? <laughs> Fitz Tragic. Is it going to make me feel better or worse? About no, there, there's no way this has any truth to it. Um, apparently, there was somebody in the uh, Washington D.C. area who was uh, a lifeguard at some like public pool or something like that, which. I find it hard that it's a public pool that's open after Labor Day, uh, but we'll uh, skip that fact. In the um, Northeast. Apparently, uh, Fitzmagic was seen at said pool uh, like the week before the, uh, before the game and was said to possibly hurt that hip on the water slide. So potentially he had hurt that hip prior to the game and <laughs> uh, the, uh, the hit in the game just exacerbated the issue. That that doesn't surprise me. I could see it being true. I 100% see Fitzmagic being one of those dads that just goes full full power onto those those slides and just knocks into one of the curves. <laughs> when you're that old, you can't be riding water slides a few days before the <laughs> NFL season starts. Let's move on to my uh, very exciting and stimulating matchup, the warmest regards against the New hotness, formerly known as the Jedi Council, Will. Uh, Will was projected to win this matchup by uh, about 13 points. He ended up winning it by, uh, let's do quick math here, 40, 53 points. points. 54, 54. Yes. Um, Ouch. Exactly, actually. Um, The new hotness was the highest scoring team in the league and lock it this one up early. Got it. Lock it up early with huge games from CD who had 25.6 points on Thursday night and Tyler Lockett with 28 points on only four receptions, then solidified the win with a big game from that bum, Corey Davis. And of course, Tyreek Hill, who had 39 points. So get this 119.4 points from four wide receivers and those four wide receivers were four of the top 10 wide receivers this week in our league. 40% of the top 10 in wide receivers on Will's team. Ridiculous. Um, we all know that Brady was great on Thursday night. He had 36, just over 36 points. Um, the only downside of Will's team this week was his RBs. Uh, he had He was the guy that got stuck with Mostert. Um, I'm sure he had several chances to trade Mostert before the season started. Chose not to. Mostert, you know, we've all heard, racked up a full two carries for 20 yards, and then uh, ah, his knee, somehow he chipped cartilage is what Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. said. I don't think you can chip cartilage. I think you can, like, tear a piece of it off or something. But 
Um, and then he got lucky that Eckler found the end zone in the first quarter and didn't do much after that. And then Mike Davis, uh, he did get him double digits, which I don't know, that might be the floor and the ceiling for Mike Davis this year at 10, 10 points. So overall, Will definitely carried by his wide receivers. It was very impressive showing from them, and it gave me almost no chance by the time the uh, nooner games were over on Sunday. As for the warmest regards, uh, we need to take A-Rod, or we need to, we need to have uh, Aaron Rodgers to give his patented R-E-L-A-X speech because we're freaking out over here. I mean, Rodgers looked like a guy who hadn't practiced football in seven months because he hasn't, because he held out like a bum. 1.32 fantasy points? Are you kidding me? The worst game of his career. How about that stack? <laughs> and then that's yeah. <laughs> and then he take he take my whole team. Devonte Adams ten points because Aaron Rodgers is, is garbaggio. He could have had he would have had a better QB rating had he thrown the ball in the dirt every play than he did in this game. But you would have had less points. Would I? Would I? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, are, are there I any bright relax. spots? I need to relax. Yeah, are there any bright spots to your, to have, your team? Or? I, I will say, the only thing that made me uh, not drown myself in a cup of milk with Oreo crumbs at the bottom of it were Tyler, I mean, uh, Hawkinson. Man, was this, a, was this the beginning of a breakout season? I don't know, but he looked great. Was obviously the number one tight end on Detroit. 23.7 fantasy points. Eight receptions, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Um, if he continues that, it's going to be a big help to the warmest regards. Rager had the first good game of his NFL career, basically. Six receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Hopefully, the volume there can continue. They kind of faced a really bad Atlanta team. I don't know. Um, we'll see how that A really goes. bad team that looked even worse. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't good. And Jalen Hurts looked really good. We'll get to that. And then Kareem Hunt did Kareem Hunt things, got like 12 points or so, which is basically his MO. And then surprising here, Jonathan Taylor had a really good game on the ground, but he also had six receptions on like eight targets. That was something that we did not see last year. Um, and we at the warmest regards organization hopes that that continues. Um, so in recap, the new hotness dominated warmest regards in week one. Very true. One one thing I would like to say, you said Hawkinson looks like the number one tight end in Detroit. No, number one target. Number one target, correct. Yeah, just want to make sure that everyone uh, agrees with that because, I mean, who else? I mean, and have you seen his hair? <laughs> I will say when they updated those pictures on Sleeper and I saw his hair, I got really worried. I'm like, okay. This guy is going to ruin everything because of his hair. But, you know, maybe maybe it's a Samson thing, and he, he's getting his strength from it. Samson thing? From the Bible? Samson in the Bible? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, on, don't you go to church like I, twice a day on Sunday? I think he's he's just trying to be buddies with his uh, former college teammate of Hawken, of uh, George Kittle over there. Yeah, his hair's getting – I mean, it's, Hawk has better hair than George. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy how many of those tight ends were in Iowa. And okay. They didn't use them. Yeah, exactly. 
which is why they never did anything. Okay, next matchup, the Naunton Bulldogs versus Dilly Dilly. This is another close matchup because in the no-name division, we actually have some competition. Um, so it was projected – David was projected to win by exactly two points. David actually ended up losing by about 14 points. So it's projected to be one of the closest ones. It lived up to the hype because it came down – to Monday night game with David leading 172.56, so his final score, to 168.44. Dilly Dilly needed just a five-point gain from Tyson Williams to secure the win. Ooh. Except for Tyson Williams ended up being the RB9 wow. with 18.4 points. The overtime might have helped. I don't um, know if he even played in the overtime. Or the, the close game, at least. I feel like I don't even Dylan know. probably won that matchup on the first drive when Tyson True. Williams scored that touchdown. Uh, yeah, 100%, because they only needed five points. Um, so it, it at least came to, down to the Monday night, so David had yeah. some hope. Yeah. Um, it's always exciting whenever the games come to come down to the Monday night game. David could have. He made a couple uh, GM errors. He did sit Antonio Brown. Um, who, who went off uh so that obviously would have won it for him and then on the other hand uh daniel jones was the best quarterback performance for the bulldogs Go off, better team. than baker better than ben so i mean is is daniel jones in the starting lineup over over one of them each week because he those are the only three quarterbacks he's got you're gonna play him against the football team tonight on thursday night football <laughs> I don't know about that. With Chase Young, that dude is a beast. Um, and then should then Najee, Najee uh, did not have a good performance. I mean, in in reality, his running backs didn't have a good performance, whereas Dylan's uh, Dylan's did have a Dylan's wide receivers did have a good performance. Najee had five point nine points um, this last week, and now he's playing the Raiders, so it should be a good Raiders and then Bengals. So maybe he can hop back off. Um, off that crappy train that he's on. And then for Dilly Dilly, he was a pretty well-rounded – Before you move on to him, David had 75 points on his bench between Jones, A.B., and Sterling Shepard. Oof. (laughs) We'll see see what he does to his starting lineup this next – this coming week. Yeah, at least he has options on his bench. He does have options. One of the worst things you can do – from or could happen to you is week one you lay a dud in your starting lineup and your bench is even worse. Hey, That'd be keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> that wasn't a personal attack. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, for Dylan, the GM of Dilly Dilly, it was a pretty well-rounded win for the team. Uh, Debo broke out, which was a a nice surprise that he that Dilly Dilly probably wasn't thinking about. And then Hopkins. Uh, so Debo and Hopkins kind of took the lead, and then everyone else just had de- decent performances um, besides Tyrell Williams, who left in the third with a concussion. I think he's still in concussion protocol, actually. So, I mean, he he also – Dylan could have potentially traded him away a couple times this season, this offseason, uh, but I guess he wouldn't hang on to him. So, like I said, Dilly Dilly's wide receivers were, in fact, too much that for uh, David's running backs – uh, one side note I will say is fantasy-wise, little 12-year-old Zach Wilson looked decent. He was a QB 17, 22.32 points. Um, and then I guess one thing, one more thing to say, 
Uh, Will brought it up, but I think Dilly Dilly might need it too. Is there a way to increase the IR spots to seven? Because that's how many spots uh, the Dilly Dillies need. Ouch. That's tough. Next one in the best friends division is the replacements against Jamar Rule. And, uh, I mean, we can kind of guess. Uh, can you guess, Connor, who won this matchup? Uh, well, I mean, Walla Walla and uh, Jamar Rule got worst manager of the week. So that means the replacements had a chance, right? Uh, no, no. Nope. Uh, Walla Walla won oh. this game by, like, about 91 points. Um, did get worst manager of the week, which is essentially your team is your team. Uh, I guess you, you left the most points on the bench kind of thing. I guess yeah, the percentage of your, your best, max points. Your best possible lineup. He only scored 74% of his best possible lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we knew what the final outcome was going to be. Uh, the team named the replacements, put up a performance fit for a team named the replacements outside of DK and the empty wide receiver slot. <laughs> Come on, Antonio. You got a bunch of bums in your bench. Just put one in your starting lineup. No highlights in the starting lineup. Uh, however, Hertz and Chenault uh, definitely performed well while sitting on the taxi squad. Mm-hmm. Hertz looked really good, uh, surprisingly to me. Um, Jamar Rule performed well, but in order to get a good gauge of how he performed, we're going to have to look at the league average because competition was lacking. Um, did pretty well compared to league average. League average this I have, week. I have was, a question. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't we take out that 80 score so we can get a legit league average instead of a, uh, I mean, a, we can, a dud we can. over here with this with this 80? So let's see with with the league average or with the with the replacement score of 80, the league average is 166. After you remove the uh, the outlier, we'll call it uh, mm-hmm. the league average is 174.5. So okay. um, Jamar Rule comes in right around the league average. Uh, without the replacement score and over the league average with it. Um, big time, big time performance uh, from Jameis Winston for the rules. 40.6 fantasy points, QB2 on the week. Get this. I don't know if you've known this. I'm sure you've listened to some other podcasts. 14 Never. completions. How, how, you tell me the odds of getting 40 fantasy points on 14 completions and – this isn't a guy that's running for 150 yards either. Just, yeah, and it's not like he even had that many yards. It was literally just 14 completions. What did he end up having? Five touchdowns? 148 yards and five touchdowns. So basically, he 10 yards a pass. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, this goes back to Aaron Rodgers. He pooped down his leg. Anyways, um, back to Winston. Uh Jamar also got good performance from his QB one Stafford played on Sunday night um, mm-hmm. through that deep bomb off the face mask of Van Jefferson in the first quarter, which is pretty sweet. 32.3 points. He looked good. Um, most efficient game of Stafford's career. If I remember correctly, he was the QB nine on the week. And then uh, those two QBs led the way for the rookie wide receivers that showed some potential. Um, Jamar Chase, after you know the namesake of the team, after claiming he didn't, he couldn't see the ball because the white stripe wasn't on it from college, which was apparently a quote taken out of context. 
Uh, went, okay. went five for 101 in a touchdown, 21.9 fantasy points. Um, Devontae Smith comes out and shows his ability uh, with Jalen Hurts, six for 71 in a touchdown, 19.1 fantasy points. However, um, the rest of the receiving core between uh, Pittman, Marquez Callaway, and Elijah Moore, pretty disappointing. Those three guys combined for nine points. Yikes, can't, can't, can't be too successful. Um, going forward with those guys doing that. Um, however, he does have options. We mentioned options on the bench, always a good thing. Um, Elijah Mitchell, we we know what happened with him and Mostert this weekend. Um, Jamar has activated him off the taxi squad. So he has him ability to plug in. Can't forget he's got Saquon on the bench if Saquon ever gets all the way back. And then he had Jamal Williams go off for 26 points on the bench. Tim Patrick had almost 14 points. He's going to produce more points than that going forward. Uh, Jawan Johnson, the uh, somehow caught three of Winston's 14 completions, but two of those were for touchdowns, 17 points on the bench. And then David Njoku actually had a decent week who was also on the bench for 11.6 points. So he's definitely got a bunch of flex options on the bench. Um, it, it's it's just one of those things. He's got to make the right decision every week between like six different guys. So that's the hardest part. Yeah. Cause there are a handful of them are just boom. Kind of if they get a, a good long, long touchdown pass, like obviously you're going to have chase in there every week, but chase had a, had one 50 yard that his touchdown was a 50 mm-hmm. yard touchdown bomb. So he's going to have um, to decide what to do with Tyler Boyd because Tyler Boyd lived off of high volume last year and he only had four targets this year this week didn't he trade for tyler boyd yeah it was sure he traded, a week or two uh, before the season started yep yep so um stacking up on the Bengals receivers might not end up being the, the best idea but he got the young and the the talented ones for sure all right he traded for tyler boyd on july 30th mm. for what do you send he sent a second and a fourth to gotcha. the replacements. Yep. They're, the replacements have basically the whole draft next year. Them and Amen. Yep. Um, okay. For the last up, uh, the last, uh, the matchup. last matchup. And thank you for that. The last <laughs> matchup in the no name division, uh, the Dirty South Spartans against the grocery baggers. This was supposed to be a blowout. The Spartans were supposed to win by 20. Upset alert. Wow, wow, wow. Katie was projected for the most points in the league, but came up 34 points short of her projection. Ooh, Obviously, stanky. most people came up short of their projection this year or this week. Like uh, Will said in the, in the chat, the projections might be a little high, uh, but still 34 points short. Um, due to poor performances from Tannehill, Aaron Jones, Matt Ryan, um, some some big names. Obviously, the two quarterbacks are supposed to give you help you out the most, but both I'd of them say, struggled. Uh, you can call him Tana Chill because he chilled, and then uh, you know Maddie put his fantasy points on ice. Maddie Ice. Anything for Aaron Jones? Uh, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. <laughs> Uh, so, however, some surprises for the Spartans. Uh, Katie, the GM of the Spartans, picked up KJ Osborne, uh, like right before the 
or the day before or, or something, pretty pretty relatively close to it. He ended up having seven catches for 76 yards. Zach Pascal had two touchdowns uh, and Both had 20 points. on the bench, though. Yes, they were on the bench again, but we're talking about there's at least some some good to happen if you have a, a decent bitch going off as well. A decent what? Decent bench. Mm-hmm. I don't think you said that. <laughs> I definitely said that. <laughs> I don't know. The um, end was, was invisible. <laughs> and most importantly, that I hate the most, Katie now has a third quarterback. So she lost Cam because he got released. She now has a third qu- quarterback with Fitzpatrick going down mm-hmm. um, and now has Heineke, who I also tried to trade for earlier this year and did not. Here get, is the so. gift of a third quarterback. <laughs> Uh, for the grocery baggers, first of all, I want to take a moment and say congrats for his first week one win in since I've ever played with him. He has not won week one. Uh, last year, I think he's in our redraft league. We didn't have the dynasty. I think he started 0-4, something like that. So take a moment. Enjoy yourself, Heyman. Enjoy yourself. Party all you want. You don't need to worry about this next week anyways. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously – carried the team, but Melvin Gordon actually surprised. He had like a 75-yard touchdown run uh, that really helped him out uh, to, to secure the win. He, he, sorry, I didn't actually give the final score. Katie ended up losing by a little under five points. It was 176 for the grocery baggers uh, to almost 172 for the, uh, the Spartans. So Patrick Holmes, Melvin Gordon kind of carried the way, carried the baggers to victory. Uh, Heyman stole the victory in spite of having Sony Michelle with 0.2 points in the flex and benching Christian Kirk that had 24 on the bench. And like it, just like it was last year, it looks like any number two wide receiver that plays the Titans is just going to go off. <laughs> like it, that, was a, that was a weird stat last year for the Titans that it wasn't the number one guy that went off. It was always the number two wide receiver. So – Remember that in the next couple of weeks, whenever your uh, wide receivers are playing Titans. All right, last matchup in the best friends division: the Big Rippers and the artist formerly known as Screwed from the Start, uh, and also formerly known as Dalla Dalla Make You Walla, is now named uh, Waller Waller Make You Holler. I barely knew her. What a stupid joke that is. Um, anyways, screwed from the start, uh, who again is now Waller Waller make you holler, uh, was actually screwed from the start when Rojo fumbled <laughs> on Thursday night in the second quarter, and he just vanished. And didn't he, see him he sat on the bench. <laughs> I mean, God, Bruce Arians, he's cold-blooded. Actually, I think he's hot-blooded. That's why his face is always so red. But, man. I mean, he uh, isn't. He was in Tampa. I mean, that's yeah. just hot and humid. So Rojo finished with minus 0. 0.6 points. Um, guess Again, I'm screwed from the start. Yeah, screwed from the start, and basically that set the tone. I mean, had Rojo had a decent game, Ryan could have easily won this matchup. Um, the Big Rippers ended up winning 179.9 to 169.08, so literally lost by like just under 11 points. Um, outside of Rojo, the team actually did pretty well, as I mentioned, led by their two stud QBs. I mean, when you've got these two guys on your team, I feel like you're going to be competing every week. Uh, you had Dak obviously go off in that same Thursday night game, finish as a, 
if you would have told me that Dak and Brady went off the way they did and then they weren't going to finish as like the in the top five of QBs, I would have been shocked. But Dak finished with 33.4 points, uh, QB eight on the weekend, and then Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson, 36 points, uh, QB four on the week. Again, you got those two guys going off. You can win almost any matchup. And then you've got Darren Waller, who is just the most ridiculous human being in fantasy football right now. 11 targets in the first half, 19 targets by the end of the game, finished with like 200 yards. And I don't even remember, let me look, the number of receptions, like 12 receptions I think he ended with. It says says 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Just, I mean, crazy. 27.5 fantasy points. Clearly the receiver, the top receiver in that offense. Can't go wrong with that guy. Um, and then Chase Edmonds actually exceeded projections with 15.6 fantasy points. He's going to need some production out of those running backs um, this year to compete all year long. Josh Jacobs, you know, he ended up with a decent, he ended up with a decent fantasy game, uh, 17 points, but 10 carries, 34 yards. I mean, he he got in the end zone twice, but if that's indicative of how Jacobs' season's going to go, it's going to be a little up and down for. Waller, Waller, make you holler. And not to mention that Jacobs didn't practice today with uh, – so, i sorry, he didn't practice yesterday uh, in his Wednesday practice, so we're going to have to monitor his ankle slash toe or whatever's going on. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out is Russell Gage, who was oh, a real goosed. hot commodity, goose egg. Only two – some of that was just because Matt Ryan played terrible and the whole offense did. Um, but he was – Screwed from the start, uh, Mr. Ryan Swain, the GM for them, was talking about how Hunter Renfro is going to be the next Cole Beasley. But he says he, he can't play him because he has an unathletic head. I was going to say, <laughs> except for he never played Cole Beasley last year either. That's true. That's and true. if he want, if he would have played Cole or Hunter Renfro instead of Russell Gage, um, or even, I guess not instead of uh, Hardman, but if he would have played him over Russell Gage, he would have won the won the week. Yep. So he's got so he left Russell get or he left Renfro on the bench. I mean, nobody nobody knew he was going to come out with six receptions on nine targets. No, because no one knew fantasy was going to throw 56 times. Um, he does also have Javante Williams, which I mean, kind of trending in the right direction as the season goes on. You would expect him to produce a little more each week. And Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray, we'll see how he develops in that um, Baltimore offense, but he was definitely the guy at the end of the game on Monday night. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I there. saw a report where uh, Harbaugh said they're going to use all the running backs. Yeah. I want to punch him in so, the face. Not as much as Urban be, Meyer, though. It's going to be whoever falls in the end zone. And then uh, he does have old Jeremy McNichols if something happens to Derrick Henry. Very true. Um, but even to... then, I think it'll be more committee. On to the big rippers. They ripped off a big performance from K1, Kyler Murray. QB1 on the week, number one overall player in our league, 41.56 points. Um, a really, I mean, I want to say surprising. I- I'm going to say surprising. I was surprised. Uh, David Montgomery, 20.8 points, RB8. He, he looked really good. On Sunday night. Yeah, against the literally what people are saying, the top defense in the league with Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, like he just looked good. Like he I moved mean, well. 
I don't know if it was the new stadium or what, but he looked faster. He looked uh, quicker. I mean, it's just, he looked really good. So hopefully he continues that. And then he also got good performances from DeAndre Swift, who was the RB2 actually on the week. Uh, 26 points and Mike Williams, shocker, didn't get hurt. Uh, looked like he might have broken his neck at one point. 22.2 points from Mike Williams, the wide receiver 14 on the week. Um, these four players, Kyler Murray, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, and Mike Williams, they exceeded their projections by a combined 40.3 points. Just those four players. Jeez. <laughs> um, more than making up for the disappointing performance from Calvin Ridley, who got three targets on the first drive and then almost did nothing the rest of the game. Mike Evans had a typical Mike Evans game, like 24, 34 yards on three catches. And then yep. um, Cortland Sutton, you know, potentially still getting back from injury. Uh, we'll see what his workload looks like after the Jerry Judy injury. Uh, but he had a disappointing performance in week one. And then we did get a note from the Rippers GM to Waller Waller make you holler. Um, and quote, good luck to Waller Waller make you swaller and the rest of the season with Ronald Jones leading the way. <laughs> that was from the Big Rippers Boy. to uh, to to uh, Ryan and Waller. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I would also like to point out some of his young receivers are looking good. Rondell Moore, I know you, you kind of mentioned him on the taxi squad. He's got Van Jefferson that went off for 17 points. So he's going to, if he's going to want that production, if it continues to be that type of production, he's going to have to drop someone so he can uh, bring him into his start lineup or something. But just something to, to note, notice. Um, I didn't mention this, but we did get a note from the uh, replacements as well. Uh, quote, the 101 pick all but seems like a guarantee after week one. Lance looks promising for next year and Buffalo ditching Moss for Singletary. Oh, that hurts. That's like a stab in my heart. Buffalo ditching Moss for Singletary continues to help the replacements contend for next year's trophy. Got, do you think that's a possibility? He's got to draft well. He's got to draft well. He does got to draft well, but he has, I think, two first rounders. He has like three second rounders. Like he's he's pretty stacked on um, what he has. Let's see. He has two firsts, three second, two thirds, and two fourths. So he can basically start a he can basically draft a whole new starting lineup in this next next rookie draft. But if he drafts well, he's got two quarterbacks. If uh, Lance does good like he's supposed to, that can do well as well as uh, Dobbins and Acres if they come back how they are. I know Acres will be a little harder with the Achilles and whatnot, but. Let's, uh, let's move on to the heroes and villains of the week. Uh, let's do heroes of the week first. Connor, you want to go? Yeah. I want to say. Oh, let I mean, me, this let might... me, let me explain this first. So we okay. have, this is the first time we've done this little segment. So we're each going to choose a hero and each going to choose a villain of the week. Um, basically, you know, we can go as chalk as we want to, or we can kind of think out of the box. Um, but just something that was like, we want to call something out for being great on the weekend and then call something out for being terrible over the weekend. So go ahead to, for your hero so, of the week. Hero of the week. I'm going to do, I'm going to say one that I was almost the hero of the week, but not quite. 
uh, Waller, Walt, Darren Waller is just, that is just insane. I know we mentioned it whenever we talked about that it loaded the matchup just before this, but that's insane. But he can't be my hero of the week personally because he did not win that week for Ryan. He cannot overcome the 0.6 points, negative 0.6. Sorry. So I'm going to go with the whole Cardinals team because they played like crazy. And Chandler Jones, who had five sacks, really set up my hero of the week as Kyler Murray uh, for the Big Rippers. Congratulations for having the first uh, hero of the week. But he just played great. He was slinging the ball around to everyone. Um, Some of it's because the Titans defense sucks and the position that they got him in. But, I mean, he capitalized and he – he won that week for the for the Big Rippers being the QB1 on the week. My hero of the week is uh, the, the new hotnesses wide receiving core. The four of them that were in the top four of the receivers. That so would be CD, Corey Davis, Tyler Lockett, and who else am I missing? Oh, yeah. How could I forget Tyreek Hill? Um, they're the yeah. they are the heroes of the week. They basically won Will's matchup without the help of anybody else. Well, uh, I mean, they still won by fifty four points anyway, so it's they didn't all need to yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, you much, could have but... chopped Tyreek Hill's leg off, and he still would have won the matchup. <laughs> uh, villain, of you go the... villain of the week. Villain of the week. I think I, I think the whole audience knows who it's going to be, but maybe you'll surprise us. You want me to give mine first? Yeah, I'd love you to. Aaron Rodgers. What? He's a bum. He tanked my team and Devontae Adams at the same time. He sucked, and he is the villain of the week. My villain of the week. This is going to not Ronald Jones because everyone fumbles. And I get the it sucks for for Ryan Swain, the manager of Screwed from the Start, formerly Screwed from the Start, now Waller Waller Make You Holler. <clears throat> but my villain of the week is Bruce Arians. How do you, I just every time someone fumbles, they're done for the game. Like <laughs> if, every single time. I don't understand it. Like this is this is like grown men sometimes whenever you're in the air and some 300 pound fist comes and hits the ball out. It's just going to happen. Ronald Jones could have won the, if, if he would have had, if he would have stayed in, I guarantee you, he would have had at least 10 points, maybe 15. Cause he probably would have found the end zone. I remember so, watching that play. And I was thinking like, I know Bruce Arians was doing this last year. Like if he fumbled, he'd be gone, but surely like it's so early in the game, like surely he's going to put him back out there. Nope. Never saw him again. Yeah, so just to recap, Ryan and Waller Waller lost by 10.82 points. If all Ronald Jones had to do is get like 50 yards and touchdown, which isn't a good game at all, and he would have won. So Bruce Arians lost the game for the Haller. <laughs> oh, it was rough. It was rough. That that game on Thursday night was awesome, though. Yeah. Good games. We had some pretty good Monday games. Monday night, too. Yeah, Monday night was insane. Uh, let's go on to league news. And we're going to use the the wonderful, the beautiful um, spreadsheet put together by um, our league historian. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, the league average in stats this week 
The league average in, in um, starting lineup points is 166.7 points. Highest score goes to Will. Uh, second highest goes to Dylan. Uh, again, when you take out Antonio's, the replacements points, the average at 174.5. Looking at bench points, um, who left the most points on the bench? It was Jake. Jake left 136 points on the bench. Jeez, that's now, insane. Now, obviously, he would have had to take some points out of his starting lineup, but highest scoring bench of the week was Jake at 136. Connor, you also had 118, and David had 103. So three triple-digit benches this week. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, looking at total points, now just as a reminder, total regular season points, this is bench and starting lineups. This is how the – um, for the teams that don't make the playoffs, this is how the draft order is decided. So the six worst teams. Um, and Antonio was right. He is far and away the leader in the clubhouse for the 101 pick. He has total points of 132. The next closest team is 237. Nope. So he's. Uh, I think there's a oh, 207. Katrina, 207. And 207.8 so, would be you there, Mr. Commissioner. Oh no! <laughs> so Antonio's in the lead by about a uh, about a seventy five points there. Yikes, oh, man! And just this, it's just interesting taxi squad points. Yeah. Again, we mentioned that uh, Hertz is in there and Chenault and whatnot. So he had fifty three point seven six points in taxi squad. Um, so these will not count towards that final overall. Um, Second place to that, Dylan had 28. So just just an interesting stat. This is just an awesome thing that Will did or that Will made for us and, and combined. So I'll yeah, it'll it. get better as the league goes on because it's going to keep historical mm-hmm. stats, historical matchup stats, points, uh, bench points, taxi points. I mean, it's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Will, if you want to, feel free to post the – the uh, Google link in the chat for people if they want to look at it. Um, you should be proud. It's pretty awesome. Agreed. Um, do you want to talk about your trade that happened right before the season started? Yeah, I would love to. So it was uh, I received James Robinson and Brandon Cooks. So I obviously have needed RB depth forever. And uh, I've tried to trade with a lot of people for it. Uh, and then he received A.J. Dillon, which I really did hate to give up. Um, Henry Ruggs, which I still think he could have a big year this year, even though he didn't have a big week one. And then uh, this year, th- third round pick. And then the next year, second round pick. So, uh, again, he got some good capital for the future, as well as a couple of young players that could potentially evolve. Um, and I, I was I, I'm still happy with it because. Cooks had 21 points, no touchdowns, but I'm st- I'm a little more worried because at one point it was just going to be it was just going to be for James Robinson, and if I only got James Robinson in this trade, I think I would be freaking out right now <laughs> because of his eight touches against the Houston Texans. Again, Urban Meyer yeah. needs to be punched, maybe in the face and below the belt. Guys, hey, the that's, worst. Your, that's your that's your QB1, right? I hope he takes the USC job. Over Aaron over Aaron Rodgers. I hope he takes the USC job. 
Um, let's blow through some of these waiver wire ads. We actually had pretty good number of ads this week. Uh, pretty interesting. Top of the list with six bids, Cedric Wilson, the, I guess he'll be the wide receiver three now in Dallas with Gallup being on the IR. True. Um, I forgot about Gallup. I narrowly outbid Jake. I bid $21. I need some extra help on my bench. Jake bid 18. There's also four other bids from Katrina, Dylan, Baxter, and Connor at $0. After him, James O'Shaughnessy. He's the 28-year-old mm-hmm. tight end from Jacksonville. Um, David outbid Connor for that, $9. Ah. Um, David also got Marquise Goodwin. A guy, I mean, never heard of him until this year. He's 30 years old. Um, I, I believe he played for the 49ers last year. I don't know Didn't that he he's have that one ever done anything really. Game? Looks like he was on Philly last year. He's on the 49ers oh. 2017 through 2019. Sorry, he and he did not play last year. Yeah. I think he sat out due to COVID, so. Um, so interesting there. He had some. I guess four targets, 45 yards, four receptions. So yeah. um, pay $2 for him. No big deal. Eamon got DeAndre Carter, a wide receiver for the football team. Dropped John Never Brown. Never heard of the dude. Do you know why he picked him up, though? No. So no no targets, no catches, no rushes return last, yards. last week. He had 8.7 points with three kick returns and two punt returns. Yep. So – if it's needed, gonna, that's going to play a factor this year. If needed on bye weeks, and you throw this guy in and get a solid eight points for him only playing on special teams, it's not bad. Not bad for one dollar. Uh, Connor, you picked up Danny Amendola, who somehow caught a touchdown pass for Houston. You dropped Houston's uh, tight end Jordan Aikens. Mm-hmm. One dollar. Katie picked up Chester Rogers because she can't quit the Titans. Although Chester Rogers <laughs> was the leading receiver for the Titans in Week One. Yeah, that was annoying. And then another um, interesting special team pickup. Will picked up Jaden Mickens from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Again, no receptions, no rushing, but did have 11.3 fantasy points because he had over 100 yards in returns. So, yeah, pretty interesting. He, he, and he, um, on Thursday night, he did look pretty, pretty good, pretty quick. He looked uh, very fast. Yeah, so he had three kick returns for a total of 92 yards and then two punt returns for a total of 21, which equals that yep. 11.3. Uh, and then some happened throughout today. Um, Jake, or not Jake, Will picked up Kyle Juszczyk, which I don't know the story there, but he was also picked up in another league I'm in, so <laughs> who knows. Uh, and then I got uh, Matt Breida. <laughs> and then Jake also picked up Brevin Jordan and Will picked up Trenton Cannon after the news came out that he was picked up on waivers by uh, none other than the 49ers. Yep. So he has two 49ers running backs that are, so let's see, worst case scenario, it's not in any order, Sermon, Mitchell, Hasty, And then, so he has the fourth and fifth running back on uh, the 49ers and right I think now. Dilly Dilly has Jeff Wilson sitting on IR. Yep. yep. Don't forget about he him. He's a great Great little trade. All right, let's go on yeah. to the next part. This this might be my my favorite part of of doing this podcast. The uh, week two breakdown. <laughs> Weekly breakdown. Um, I don't know why 
uh, but it brings me joy to write little like two to three sentence storylines for the next week's games. Um, I'll go first here. The replacements against Waller Waller make you holler. Waller Waller made the Rippers holler in a loss last week with 19 targets, 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. They shouldn't need as much of a heroic performance from their starting tight end against the regrettable, regrettably bad replacements in week two. Yeah, this is like uh, whenever the high school team plays against the JV or the varsity plays against JV and just just having fun out there, you know, just make sure no one gets hurt. Knock on wood. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't mean to put that on you. You might uh, think about yeah, sitting sure Waller just hurt. in case. Don't want him to get banged up out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. For me, the Dirty South Spartans versus Dilly Dilly. The Dirty South Spartans are projected to be one of the top scoring teams again this week. Will they be able to stay closer to those projections? Can Dilly, Dilly continue to have an overall well-rounded team? Only one, He only had one starter in single digits last, last week, which was Tyrell Williams with a concussion. Or, and will his roster finally get healthy and not need seven different IR spots? Yes. Uh, next matchup in the best friends division is Jamar Rule versus the new hotness storyline. The new hotness showed how hot they were with superior performances from their receivers. Will it take a similar performance to get past Jamar Rule or Jamar or will Jamar's RBs rule the week? Ooh, that's a mouthful. Play on All right. team name. Yep, yep. Another another matchup in the no name division, the triple A versus grocery baggers. The baggers are literally off to the hottest start of the, their GM's career. Will they be able to continue the streak on the back of Patrick Mahomes and Melvin Gordon against another crappy team in Jacksonville? On the other side, AAA will try to continue their own winning streak and hope that some of their key players perform better this better this week than they did last week, like Allen and James Robinson, the two brothers, and then uh, Julio and, and Pitts. We'll see if they can perform up to their draft capital. Yeah, he needs to climb out of the pits for this one. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, can you really call it a winning streak if it's just one game? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, last hey, match. Is it, is it a streak if you just have a little streak in your underwear? <laughs> uh, you know what they say, Connor? Those that go to bed with a itchy booty wake up with a stinky finger. Okay. Uh, um, last matchup in the best friends division is uh, the warmest regards against the big rippers storyline. The big rippers ripped off a big win in week one, but will it carry over to week two against warmest regards or will it turn out to be a stinker? Warmest regards has been trying to R-E-L-A-X after a disastrous week one. With the will the relaxation result in an improved performance for the QB one Aaron Rodgers against Detroit? The QB one for my team. Are you sure? I mean, Trevor he's, Lawrence. Yes, he's still the QB one. I stand by him. Okay. After all the okay. slander, you've relaxed a little bit. Yes. All right. Lastly, the Nompton Bulldogs versus Soldier Fields. Two. 0-1 teams fight to get back on track. Like you said, 
we're only some 5% into the season. You can still get back on track. The Bulldogs are fighting within to try and set a fire under their players, whereas the soldiers, again, are, quote-unquote, lost. <laughs> we, shall she, we, we, shall, we shall see who will find and who will have to start questioning their team a little bit more. That's that's the sad part is one of these one of these teams going to be 0-2. Yep. And there's going to be some legit panic. Yep. There could, there could be some. There could be some next week. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, before we get on to dad jokes, I want to remind you to go out, subscribe, follow, rate, review the podcast. Uh, I don't know why I'm asking you to do this. I just know that everybody else asks you to do this and it makes me feel good to see that people are reviewing the podcast. Um, what can I say? I'm a simple guy. Let me check real quick here. Um, nope, still sitting at a solid three ratings, so uh, nothing's changed. Uh, so our good friend Anonymous has checked back in. Connor, you want me to read this review? Yes, I'd love. Uh, loved the episode about the commissioner, Sean, complaining about no RSVPing to his watch party. Hilarious. I mean, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. Whoever this anonymous guy is personally attacking. Yeah, username Brax252. So I don't know who that is, but uh, Brax252. B R A X. Yeah. Don't forget, send us, you know, we tried to use some of the smack talk that we received from uh, GMs in the league this week in our recaps and such. Um, so keep doing that. Um, Connor. I don't have a dad joke picked out yet, so uh, you go first. Sounds good. Okay, so, Sean. Yes. I, I guess you're building a new house. You don't have any stairs in it, but why can you never trust stairs? I don't know why. Well, because they're always up to something. Ah, yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> have, uh, have you ever tried to eat a clock? Eat a clock? A clock. I have not. Hmm. It's very time consuming. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Well, everybody, that's it. Week one review, week two breakdown. Let's have another good week. And just remember, it's only 5% of the way through the season. Anything can happen. I'm telling that to myself more than anybody else. Good luck, everybody. All right. We'll see you.